Is anyone above the law? Does anyone have special consideration? Well, it seems that Judge Cannon, a federal judge that Donald Trump appointed, who was considered by many to be unqualified and inexperienced, thinks so. She was a Trump appointee, and she doesn't even think there's a danger in the classified documents, so it doesn't hurt them to wait two months to be checked out. She doesn't think that the DOJ made a good point, while most people who were involved in it do. It wouldn't be so scary, but then again, Trump considers that this is a win. His lawyers consider this is a win because they postpone, and that's all that that man wants to do is postpone. That is wrong. Lindsey Graham, a few a couple of weeks ago, came out and said, before his abortion thing, came out and said that if Trump is indicted, there could be violence. Trump himself said today that if he's indicted, he can't, uh, he can't imagine that there won't be uh, repercussions, there won't be violence. And he said the American people will not put up with him being indicted. The American people won't put up with, them, with one man having more consideration before the law than themselves. That's what's wrong about going on right now. We have seen such horrible, horrible actions by this man. There is so much evidence that the January 6th committee has put out. There is so much that with going just with the documents. A year and a half to get those classified documents. And what about the 42 empty folders? Where are those documents? Are they part of these documents or are they somewhere else hidden? He said they were all, they said, the lawyer said they were all handed over and they weren't. They said they were all in those boxes in there and they weren't. There were some in his desk. And at least one involved nuclear capabilities of another country. Was that country China? Was that country Russia? Was it North Korea? Was it Iran? Was it the United States? We'll never know. Was it a friend or was it a foe? We'll never know that either. What we do know is that these are serious, serious issues when, in fact, this, uh, they've been taken uh, away from where they should be. They should be in the archives. They should be classified and put away. They, they should not be open for, for visibility for generations. Some of it would go to a library. That man does not deserve a presidential library. He'd probably pay for it himself if he lives long enough. But the threat of violence is scary to me because we saw what happened with January 6th. Five people died, and indirectly, at least, or directly, three police officers at the Capitol died from a party that swears they are in favor of law enforcement. They keep going after liberals for defunding the police, and that was a small thing. Most of them didn't say maybe redirecting some of that money to make police have better jobs so they don't have to do social services as well. But very few, if any, Democrats truly want to defund the police. They realize how important they are, particularly in the violence we are seeing today. But these men who and women who went in there caused the violence, caused the pain, caused the wounding for at least one policeman never able to go back to work because of the damage he had. We saw a policeman almost be crushed to death under the glass of a door. It is disgusting that they can come up and one of the first things they said, it was legitimate political discourse. A legitimate political discourse, it was insurrection. It was treason. And the ex-president tried to hold power 
by pushing the vice president to do something the vice president had no right, no ability to do. And yet, if we look around the country, these fake electors, particularly our own home state right now, Georgia, one of the fake electors brought other people in, and that then one of the voting machines ended up being tampered with. This was the most fair and accurate and free election in our American history, and yet they're still out there deniers. Although some of them are starting to realize after getting elected by the mega people in various states, such as New Hampshire, the guy in New Hampshire said, said I signed this, con this thing with 100 another, 130 other generals and admirals and whatever, and he said, I stand by that, and late, as late as August. And yet now that he's running against somebody, the current senator, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, he's saying, well, I've done research and I realize that Joe Biden is the legitimate president. Too little too late, you son of a gun, for want of a better word. Too little too late. You've already made your bet. All of you have made your bet. If you get defeated horribly, you get defeated horribly. We'll get to talking about some of those people in the States a little bit later. What I want to look at is the concept of democracy. Democracy comes from the Greek meaning, rule by the people. And one of the key things about democracy is, in fact, that one person, one vote. That is what the House of Representatives and other places are, one person, one vote, except we have a thing called gerrymandering to make that change that you don't have equality within the districts. Republican and to some, some extent Democrats, just to keep it even, have gone out to redistrict so that they have more Democrats in one or more Republicans in one. And one of the big things they've done is dilute the power of minorities in different areas because the Republicans don't like minorities. Repub the mega Republicans, that is. Not all Republicans don't, don't get me wrong on this. There are people like Anna Navarro and many, many others that are, that are reasonable Republicans disagree in policy. Uh, Liz Cheney is another. Kissinger is, an Kissinger is another. They believe in the old Republican mantra that put people and defense and military and, all, and the police foremost. And it wasn't the cult of personality that we have with Donald John Trump. He is no better in that respect than Xi in, in China, Putin in Russia, Hitler in Germany, Mussolini in Italy, Franco in Spain, any of those dictators of the past and current times. Uh, we can't forget Kim in North Korea either well, either well, the entire Kim family and lineage. So what did that one man, one vote, when it was abrogated partially by the writers of the Constitution, with the Electoral College and the way the Senate set up, what did that do? Well, let's look at 2000 to start. In that 2000, Al Gore won the popular vote by a million over George W. Bush. However, George W. Bush's brother was the governor of Florida. Florida was the state in play. He and the Republican Secretary of State went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court began being political for this group of the conservative ones began getting political when they stopped the count before the recount was completed. Had the, had, and they were only talking about less than a thousand votes difference, I think, at that point. And they stopped it. They had stupid, stupid who are, who are young, when don't remember this, this hanging chads where it would punch out things and nobody knew what was for sure. And they weren't on the same lines. It was um, a real mess that Florida's voting had.
I'll always say that the three hurricanes that they had shortly thereafter was the fault of Florida and what they had done. So we have the, this thing. And what happened with George W. Bush? The first thing that when the first things he got, when there was an appointment, he put John Roberts, a, a very conservative justice, onto the Supreme Court as chief justice. We go forward 16 years later. We go to the election of 2016. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by 3 million votes. 3 million votes. That was it. It was a few hundred thousand votes or less to separate them in the five battleground states. It was that close. But because of the power of doing the Electoral College and giving every state a certain amount of things, no matter how few people they have, it hurt. They were able to get the Electoral College, and he went in. What happened with that? He broke every norm of the presidency for all these years, every norm. He didn't write, I listened to the uh, security briefings. He befriended Putin because Putin liked him and Putin helped put him in office. He befriended Kim, gave Kim the legitimacy that he wanted. We had all these things going on from this man, and he was going and campaigning immediately at a cost of millions upon millions of dollars. And he refused to admit to the, the, uh, the detrimental effects, if you want, of the pandemic. He refused to allow man, mask mandates. He did everything in his power to denigrate any person, any place that wanted to mandate masks. He didn't push the, he pushed to get the vaccines done, but when he had the opportunity to really push them, he didn't do that either. There was so much going on with this that it was disgusting of how this all turned out. And of course, he lost election, but he didn't want to leave him. He started in the spring when it looked bad for him to say, well, the only way I'll lose is a rigged election. He used that basis because of the large number of people at his rallies. Now, those rallies were super supporters. I mean, it's like you had 60,000, 80,000, 100,000 to go to a football game. Does that mean every person in that state is a football fan? Is it going to want to go out and say, watch Queen or, or the even in the way from the past, the Beatles, or even today with the Stones. No, it does not mean that. It means that there's a lot of people that want to see that circus at that moment. That is it. That is all that meant. And look at what happened. Mitch McConnell and Trump and the super conservatives put four, four justices, and in their hearings they all pledged to follow the law, stare decisis, which means simply what the law has already said, what the decision was already made. They pledged that, that, that Roe v. Wade was the law. As soon as they could, had the opportunity of having a test case, which Mississippi gave them, look at what they did. They overthrew it, and they threw out the rights of 51% of the, women, of the population of this country, women, taking those rights away. And what did Justice Thomas says? He wants to take away the rights of, of same-sex marriages and, and other things that they had put in place. He's coming for us. He's coming for us as all those justices are. And they were all put in. These five justices, John Roberts and the, and the four that Trump put in, all were put in by a president that had lost the popular vote by 10 million votes when he was done. And uh, we throw in George W. Bush, there's 11 million 
votes. And those five justices, those super conservative block, are in there simply because of the violation of one man, one vote. And before I finish up, I want to talk a little bit about different people in the states. DeSantis and, and Roberts. They did human trafficking. DeSantis arranged two airplanes to carry Venezuelan uh, migrants, immigrants, maybe illegal, I'm not sure the whole situation on there, but they were asking for asylum, carry them to Martha's Vineyard at a cost of a million dollars or more to the taxpayers of Florida. And they came not from Florida, but from San Antonio. From San Antonio. How disgusting is this? And they put them on buses from that state in Arizona and, and Florida. Those three governors, and so in our own governor, and I, I, I could go on and on about him as well. And I will talk a little bit about our own state in a moment as well. But human trafficking really is what that is. Those people didn't want, want to go to, go to Martha's Vineyard. They were promised to have jobs. They were promised to have services. They were promised to have a, a place to stay. And where are they staying now in the National Guards area in Cape Cod? That's where they're spending tonight. 50 of them. The people of Martha's Vineyard gave them all they could, but they had no place to keep them for more than overnight. They couldn't provide the services that these people needed. They were friendly. They, they accepted them being there. And the state of Massachusetts is taking care of them. So that's what it is. Well, that's finally on this day where I'm ranting, and that's why this is a single host today. It's not my co-host who, who I didn't want to exclude her because I had to rant on this because I am furious, furious with the MAGA starting at the top, adding Lindsey Graham and all that crap about starting that there's going to be violence if, if someone is not put above the law. A single person put above the law. In our own state, we have a man who was a great football player at the University of Georgia, but he lied. He never graduated from there. He never was in the top 5%. He never was a law enforcement in Cobb County. He never went to the FBI Academy. Uh, there was so, there's so many lies that he talks. He threatened his wife, threatened to kill his wife at one time. Oh, now he's had treatment, so he's all cured. He's, they're telling lies and lies about Reverend Warnock. Reverend Warnock has done a great job for the state of Georgia just in the time he's been in, just a little, just not even a full year. He's been out there. He works bipartisan. He's the 18th bipartisan member of the entire Senate. He cares. He has the pulpit at the same church that Martin Luther King Jr. had in Atlanta. He treats us like we are part of his flock, this entire state, and yet they're telling lies about him. They're talking about the idea of prisoners gaining uh, stimulus checks from COVID relief. And yet, I looked up that the facts show that two of those stimulus checks that came to these people were under the Trump administration put in by a Republican Senate. So what the heck are we talking about with, with that? And, and many people tried to keep them from those people, but the court said you have to give it to them because of the way the law was written. And we've got Kemp who says the beginning of it is a ban of abortion. What's next? A ban of contraception? Is that what we're doing? So I'm furious. I'm furious about the threat of violence. I'm threat, furious about these governors and the human trafficking. I'm furious of all this mega crap that's going on. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just angry and furious about this, about this whole situation and what we're going through right now. And I fear for our democracy. I fear for our democracy. If we let Donald Trump and his cabal off the hook, treat him any differently than you or I would treat it, that is morally, legally, physically, socially, everything wrong. Everything wrong. When will it end? Thank you. God bless you. God bless our troops, wherever they are. Good night.